Shut up, I love it. Shut up, I love it. I'm Joe Cabello and I'm here with the fantastic Sasha Feiler. This is a podcast where we talk about something underrated, something underappreciated, unknown, anything of the kind. We'll find out what this is. And But you know what's most important? That someone loves, loves it. it. Joe, who do we have in the studio today? Oh, in the studio. <laughs> in okay. You're studio. Giving, painting a very incorrect picture of what is happening here. But in the studio. In the imaginary studio in everybody's head. Live on the Sunset Strip <laughs> in our studio. Our guest today is a Mexican actress and writer who's performed in different countries all around the world. We have Tessie Harasti. What's up, Tessie? I love it. Hello. Hi. Hi, welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having me today. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. And now you could say another place that you performed is in the Shut Up, I Love It studios. <laughs> Yeah, I'm so happy. The famous studio. <laughs> the the yeah. famous Shut Up, I Love It. I, I think it was uh, <laughs> the sing- lead singer of The Doors got his uh, dick sucked uh, while recording at the Shut Up, I Love It studios. Really? Oh, wow. Jim Morrison? For, yeah. yeah, Jim Morrison. Oh, that's, wow. That's the word. There you go. Yeah. And that's, you that's, that <laughs> that's uh, jump-started him taking that dick out during his shows, right? Yeah, well, you know that story. I forget what, uh, it was on the Sunset Strip, one of the things, uh, I guess one of the songs recorded he was getting a blowjob during. Well, I guess this is an episode when we start <laughs> off with a very awkward uh, uh, ro- uh, rogue banter. Tessie, what are you here to really This was pre-written, about? what do you mean? <laughs> we had rehearsed this. <gasps> uh, yes. Yeah, Tessie, what, what do you love? Actually, you know, that's what I'm going to start doing i'm not gonna say what topic did you bring on yeah. i'm gonna say what do you love what do you shut up and love i love druidism druid druid, druid judaism <laughs> no not, not judaism druidism yeah druidism what for druids what what is that because i coming i'm coming in intentionally um as clueless as i could possibly be yeah, me as well, as you could tell by my intro. Uh, my intro, whatever <laughs> moaning song that was, you could tell I had nothing. So please give us at least a, a, a somewhat brief explanation of what you mean. Absolutely. Well, it's it's a spiritual practice, like Buddhism or, you know, anything anything else anything that people practice. Mm-hmm. Anythingism. <laughs> And uh, what it is—it's it, different because it's free of any dogma. There's nothing like written or fixed. There's not a set of beliefs that are, or practices that are set in stone. And uh, some say that it belongs to the Celts, but uh, there were Druids before the Celtic formations and the Celtic cultures assembled. So it's just a spiritual path where that tells you how to be in the world. Um, that strangely avoids any uh, intolerance or or sectar- sectarianism. I don't know if you say it that way, but um, it's just the core of it is the veneration of nature and to be to like just remove the idea of separation, the illusion of separation that we're that we humans are separated from the animal kingdom and the flower kingdom and the trees and the wind and the elements uh, and bring back the, the idea that we're all part of the balance of the cycle of, of everything, of time and space. Um, so it's pretty cool. Well, so it, it's one of those things that sounds obvious, but not everybody is practicing druidism. You know, they've had to come up with these other things. Yeah. Uh, that I won't shit talk any other things, but <laughs> you know, you had to make up all these other religions when really, like bears and squirrels were right there. Yeah. Would you call it a religion, or is it a belief? Is it a practice? I think it's just you know a, a spiritual path, mm. if if you mm-hmm. may, like there, because there are no like, of course, there are like rituals and and things that people have done through the years. Uh, but mostly it's all handed from mouth to like from mouth to mouth, from ear to ear. Sexy. I don't know how you say that expression. <laughs> oh yeah, my god, that, that sounded on. so bad. 
It's passed to mouth to mouth. Mono is also passed mouth to mouth, but uh, it's not not as impactful in the world. Um, Yeah, so it's passed down. Now you said there's no writings for it or something. Or I guess what you mean by that, there's no like Bible, essentially. Exactly, essentially. Essentially, there is no like uh, guide or, or, or spiritual book that holds all the rules. It's you just gotta find a mouth. Yeah, it's then, spoken <laughs> spoken word. <laughs> you have to pass it like mono, and uh, <laughs> no, it's it's you know it's it's just different. Right now, there is a lot of things written, and there is obviously. Um, places where you can become a druid and and do it more like like getting ordained uh, and stuff like that but there are also people that say that to be a druid you don't really need to have like a degree or anything it's just the way you practice things and there are levels of like how people practice these things some some there is a stereotype of the people that live in the druids and wear cloaks and and you know like don't talk to anyone, don't have internet, and they gather their water from the sources and the rivers and everything. And and there is the there's also modern druids that are like immersed in, in the world, like me, for example, that you know, we're we're not so how do you say traditionalist about how to practice it, but but we do we do practice it in a in a daily basis, mm. kind of like taking care of the environment as much as we can. Although I do use plastic and I do use, you know, products that are bought in the supermarket and stuff like that. So but the ultimate goal is is the to achieve wisdom, to achieve creativity and to spread love and avoid conflict and violence. So the, I would say that those are the three main uh, overall goals of druidism so whether you practice it by being vegan or whether you practice it by being isolated or by being in the mountain or by being in new york city um it's how you how you bring your energy to the world that matters and obviously like nike says uh, go ahead i was just gonna make like nike says just drew it (laughs) how how long did you say that was worth it uh, since about two thirty today. Mm. Yeah, that's why I felt that nat- so natural. <laughs> it really feels worth it. We're adding more time talking about it. Uh, uh, tiny yeah, sidebar, we- though, uh, yes. Joe. How's that peanut butter soda you, or beer you're drinking? Uh, it's actually really good. It's it. I do feel more connected with nature because peanut butter uh, is a plant. It's a plant itself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That makes sense. It does. It does taste like peanut butter. It tastes like peanut butter. It has a um, warning that says does contain milk, um, or should say oh. lactose. It says. Okay. Uh, I guess they were going for the more sexy word. <laughs> this has lactose <laughs> in it. Um, you know, for any of those people who might be uh, lactose intolerant. I'm those people. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess it makes sense to see that like. Since we're both asking Joe and I, what is Druidism? That probably the reason this is a good topic for Shut Up, I Love It is because it's unknown, right? Yeah, correct. I would say it's it's unknown to a lot of people. Or, or yeah. Misunderstood yeah, even too. Mi- misunderstood even. Because people think that you're like, you know, this wizard of the Lord uh-huh. of the Rings that are, are walking with <laughs> like stones and saying, oh, Today you have like a spark of fire and car and charcoal around you. It's not really that. Mm. Is you know, it's, it's more. It's more like if I can do a, a comparison, it, it is more like Buddhism. I was gonna say, when, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. When when people practice Buddhism and they say, well, if you if you like elevate yourself and you wish good and you're not greedy or things things like that, then you bring this the same energy mm-hmm. into your life practice compassion um mm-hmm. exactly compassion and uh, also there's a very strong core belief that is the harvest the, the law of the harvest mm-hmm. so it's more related to the land but it's it's also a very you know metaphorical way of saying what you what you put in the seeds that you put is what you are gonna you're going to get, right? But you're going to harvest. So if you put anger and despair and fear and like wish ill wishes for everybody and 
mm-hmm. narcissism and stuff like that, then that's what you're gonna that's where you're gonna get back. Mm-hmm. But if you put like love and and like I don't know uh, wishes of success for everybody, like sharing the positivity mm-hmm. and whatever, um, then that's that's also the consequences of your of your actions. What what you do as actions is what you're gonna receive. And again, goes back to karma. Exactly. And Buddhism. Uh, Joe, yeah. do you have any familiarity with Druidism, or what, did you imagine the cloaked wizards as well? Well, yeah, because my main familiarity with it, other than um, you know, my wife will sometimes have druidic tendencies or do some certain things. Um, interest in that, I tune out when she starts talking about it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, but uh, I do. <laughs> um, but from like Dungeons and Dragons and things of that nature, and video games, there would be a druid. Um, but it, that doesn't really give you an understanding of what it is at all. It just means the person can turn into a bear and things of that nature. So <laughs> I really don't know much about it um, at all. What about you, Sasha? I just thought it was Celtic tra- or Celtic. Sorry, I don't know why I said Celtic. Celtic tradition. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just like maybe a small portion of people still you know, play with it like some like like there's some witches that exist in the same way maybe there's some people who are still practicing this like ancient rituals that's kind of how i imagine mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. but uh, is it connected with paganism at all it is it is um its roots are completely about uh, you know and, and then this is interesting that you mentioned like wizards and and you know uh the games the role play games and everything because it is based a lot in what the, what the, what people knew about the land. Mm-hmm. So the the more knowledge the people had about the seasons and the lands and the crops and like when to harvest and how to conserve food and all of that in the old days. Um that's how the the better druid the, they were and the the there was no separation like between uh, women and men, there were women druids, they, they had higher ranks as well. Uh, so there was not like a, a division of gender in, in, the, in the druidic society, if you want to, if you want to say, and all of their conflicts, they, whether private or public, they solved them through the way of nonviolence and how to find a balance. So if you had a dispute with someone, and you said, Oh, these crops are mine, it's like, well, Actually, they they are yours, but you're going to share them because we didn't have any crops. And if not, all the community will die. So you you will share your crops with your neighbor and you will have in return, we're going to make bread out of those crops, blah, blah, blah. And we're going to share them with you. So it was always like trying to or harmonize things. It's interesting um, because in, back in the old days, I imagine like most of the time violence was the solution for everything. Like, who yeah. is the strongest, yeah. you know? And I even heard, I was reading a book about puns, like the history of puns, uh, a couple check years ago. Our, and were, check out our recent yeah, episode on Shut Up, I Love recent It. Recent episode of puns, go check, uh-huh. and you'll get uh, some Shut Up, I Love It points for that, <laughs> for every episode to listen to. But uh, they were talking about how if people had, um, they would have pun battles, essentially, that would end in death. Because they would end up oh shooting each other because the, yeah. the, just they couldn't handle even the fact of losing a pun battle that they would mm. kill the other person. <laughs> so life just you know. m- meant nothing back in the day, like a human life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They wanted to die. They're like, you know, <laughs> starve to death or get shot for saying yeah. just drew it. Unfortunately, though, a lot of things have been. I mean, I don't want to get religious or political but a lot of things have been how do you say when they're twisted in the name of dogma and like and and impositions from 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 the structures of of the church or whatever and uh, so there were there were consequences right so if you if you do something bad you go to hell um, here, the, the, the idea is if you do something bad that affects, like in Buddhism, your karma, then you'll just have another opportunity to walk the path again in a reincarnation as a plant, as a tree, as a squirrel, as a bear, um, and then you, or as a human again, and then you'll repeat the path again 
until you learn the lesson. Mm. So it's not so much about like uh, demonizing or 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 becoming a saint. Uh, there's not that dichotomy that started with 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 church uh, with the church and and with the dogmatic ideologies of the church. Tessie, how did you come upon Druidism? Well, I've always liked, you know, fairies and goblins. I think that... Uh, <laughs> you did start with a misunderstanding of <laughs> yes, what it is. Yeah. I did start like that, actually. And I thought that that was it, right? That, that I was going to be like this cloaked person walking in the forest, chanting with maybe, I don't know, carrying a bowl of crystals, all of the things that I already said that are cliche. But, Which are but all I, things you do. Yeah, <laughs> I do those things. But, but you know, I don't walk around in the subway and I, and I say, hey, everybody, I'm a druid. You know, like, it's just, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's something more spiritual to me. Um, but I do like to send, for example, like the, all the rituals that I do with like fire and and water and all of that, they they always have like intentions of blessing someone that is ill or like asking for someone someone to get success or it's it's always like kind of carrying a good intention, almost like praying. Um, and I, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm kind of weird because I'm Mexican. So I have like that the, the Mexican culture and the Day of the Dead and all of that. But I also had a very strong drawn to the to the Druidism and the Celtic culture since I was a kid. And I I just didn't know what it was. And how did yeah, you yeah. get like, to know what it is? Like what what opened you up to that? I uh, I think that the first contact that I had with it was definitely like reading mm. Lord of the Rings and and the, and you know like uh, Lewis Carroll and stuff like that and then by literature and by music like with the music there was a calling a mysterious calling that became bigger and bigger mm. and bigger and then I started you know researching and understanding and also my my young my cousins and my brother were big fans of Dungeons and Dragons mm -hmm. so I I grew up with that culture they didn't let me play but they they allowed me to watch <laughs> So, uh, so I, I grew up watching them play for like eight, nine, ten years, Dungeons and Dragons. So all of that about and mixed with the, with the, with the Britannic Arthurian stories. And it's all about myth and lore as well. You know, all that richness about like encountering someone in the middle of the forest that exchanges something in exchange of something. And it usually has magical powers or or powers that are supernatural or so it's uh, it, it it came from that adoration of storytelling and myth i think yeah so you just slowly fell into it based off the misconception yeah. really yeah absolutely do you and then later on i understood what it was um and that spoke to you yeah 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 because i also you know had a, a very interesting journey from I grew up Catholic and then I turned into, I became Christian and and then later I understood a little bit about the Buddhism and, and all of those things. And I'm like, okay, well, I do share a lot of things in spirituality, not per se in the dogmatic church, because a lot of what they say, it's already against family members of mine and me as a person that, you know, I'm a, in, in little words, I'm a sinner. Uh, so, <laughs> and I might, and I might go to hell. So yeah. you're with good yeah. company, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so I don't, I don't really connect to those ideas that are just black and white and they say, oh yeah, I, I feel like life is so much more simple and complex than that at the same time. And, you know, that a person has so much more colors than just being evil or good. Um, and, and this def defined it to me and got me closer than, than Buddhism to, mm. to what I wanted to practice as a, as a path of living. Um, and I do practice yoga and all of those mm -hmm. things. But, but I think that what connects me really, it's, it's also like, there is something about like 
putting your like the chakras like you're 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 bringing yourself up right you want enlightenment you want to be something higher than yourself and in druidism the approach is how can you pretend to be something higher if you cannot be on earth on a good standard on a good balance so if the if the path that you're walking in your in your in your human figure now is not balanced Mm-hmm. then how can you aspire to even enlighten, enlighten yourself? So it kind of like shapes you in the present moment, in, in grounding yourself in like what you see, right? Here is like it's a piece of rock or this is a drink, right? Like in, in what is palpable. And then when you find the balance in the palpable, in sitting with nature, in hugging a dog or a cat or, or a squirrel and, and that they don't fear you, then you can start like rising up to the to that ethereal enlightenment that really speaks to me where i am like now what i'm going through like just in in terms of my own (coughs) personal journey so um i'll leave it at that but that that really does that does speak to me mysterious (laughs) but uh it's good Cut to well, basically, I, I'll, I'll give the I'll give, turning uh, into a bear. no, but I'll give I'll give a little just uh, you know without s- turning into a different direction. But I am dealing with what I think is a hormonal imbalance right now okay. um, that has to do with breastfeeding, and so I'm quitting mm-hmm. breastfeeding currently because of that because doctors cannot help me. And um, like I had to go to emergency room and spend there the entire day on Tuesday seeing if there's something wrong with my head. Um, so they did mm-hmm. CT scan, all kind of blood tests. They came back normal. And so they're like, you're fine, but I don't feel fine. And so to okay. me, like finding comfort and groundness and palpable, like just like things that are around me while I'm going through this transition uh, it, it just really like speaks to me and I totally I totally understand that okay well thank you for sharing yeah. that is really vulnerable <laughs> what you just shared and thank you for sharing really it, it just really um. doesn't go well with our come and blowjob jokes but I do also appreciate <laughs> but uh, you saying blow, 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 blowjob jokes are always welcome as well um, and that brings me to a question that maybe even able to help Sasha and even myself of the rituals. What are some rituals involved with Druidism? What are those? Maybe get into some specific ones. And I also just want to know what their place is in practicing Druidism. Mm, okay, so. Well, I, I, I told you that we have like this three three branches right like that are wisdom creativity and love Mm -hmm. right so there are three 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 lines of of druids there are the bards like we heard of the bard shakespeare right he was a storyteller a musician la 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 um, if he existed, if it wasn't mili- if he yeah. existed, yeah. many people. Yeah, they they also say that there is like this common uh, belief in the druid world, the magic world, that Vincent Van Gogh was an elemental, an elemental. Uh, the elementals are the fairies, the the goblins, mm. the leprechauns, all of that world. Nice. They're called elementals. So they say he was an elemental that came back as human, mm-hmm. and that's why he was so misunderstood. And he had so much creativity. Like, I think he painted one or two things a day. It was ridiculous, (laughs) the amount of work that he did. So, and and the vision that he had. But uh, uh, that's a little bit more esoteric. (laughs) Um, There is a bard, the Ovate, and the Druid. So the the three goals are like love, wisdom, and creative expression, right? So the bard teaches how to develop the creativity. It's all about music, art, literature, writing, everything. The Ovet teaches how to love the natural world and the community and all life. Mm-hmm. And the Druid teachings are the wisdom. Are there, okay, when, when you mature in your mind and in your body and you do not seek battle or like your ego or you want to steal someone else's woman or man or whatever, <laughs> then you're, you're approaching your path to wisdom. Mm-hmm. And one of the rituals that we do, that I do every year, it's I do a thing that I call the garden of the soul. And in a, in a piece of paper, uh, I'm going to bring it very down to earth and not so esoteric or mystic. In a piece of paper, I draw a garden and I divide it in phases. So I, I put the part of the garden that it's 
filled with weeds and with things that do not serve me. And I want to get rid of that. I want to clean my garden in order to put new seeds. Then the, there is the part of the garden where the, seed, the new seeds will be planted. The other part of the garden that is the seeds that are already like sprouting, but they're not ready to be harvested. There's, there still need tending to. And then there's the other part that is the harvest. And this, I do it every December, January to start the new year. And what is it? It's just like a sitting, sitting down with like music and a beer or like popcorn and whatever, and just really reflecting on what it is that I want to let go before I start the new year. That can be belief system, rage, uh, illness, feelings of inadequacy, uh, an old relationship that I don't want to, I don't want to heal and I don't want to pursue, but I also don't want to carry mm -hmm. as a burden so I can let go of all that. And then what are the seeds that I want to plant? Oh, okay. Well, I would like to, I don't know, do exercise every day. It could be as simple as that or as complicated as I would like to bring drinking water to all of the places in the world where they don't have water, mm -hmm. right? They, they can be as ambitious or as tiny as I want to regulate my diet or I want to, you know, go to Disneyland at the end of the year. And then you tend to those. What are the things that you have to tend to? Okay, I have these friends, this relationship, but I don't see them very often. So maybe I could spend, I could call them once a month to like reinforce our relationship together. And then what can I harvest? Okay, I've been working really hard with it, this post podcast, right? So what can I harvest from that? Friendship, maybe success, maybe more audience, maybe more uh, beer, more that. blowjob jokes, <laughs> <laughs> more sponsors, you know? So that's kind of like a very simple creative exercise that brings love, gratitude, wisdom, reflection. And it's not something that I have to go to Stonehenge and buy a ticket mm -hmm. and then wait for everybody to go. And then at 4 a.m. in the morning, bring candles and crystals and sit in the middle of the stones and then you know, do something weird. Like, that does sound fun, it could... Yeah, I mean, don't not do that. If you got the stones <laughs> for it. Really fun. Both of those. <laughs> that could be really great. I, I actually would love to do that one day, but I, I don't know if they will allow me in or they they will arrest me, no? Being in Stone Age after hours. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and so then that's maybe like I disappear. A, that's like a full, you just draw that on paper or are you writing it yeah i draw it on paper and and since i'm not a very good drawer i just put like i just divide it in four and i put weed seeds harvest sprouts <laughs> and then it, it, i i put a little bit of like you know colors or whatever but like very basic almost like a three-year-old and then what i do i write a lot of words like uh, the seeds, I don't know, self-compassion, mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. And then this, la 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 la. And then sometimes I write in free form and I say that I really want to get rid of this, I don't know, uh, difficult relationship that I had with one of my aunts in Mexico and, and just feel more compassion for her because she has this journey that I might not understand, but it's her journey. And then if it's very strong, the, one, the things that I'm letting go... I might do a page that is separated from that and then I will burn the page mm. so that it really burns and it really leaves me, Wow! you know? Yeah. And then I just toss the, like, obviously I do it in a safe space. I have like this little safe cauldron that I put things there and it burns fast. And then I throw the ashes in, in a safe space as well. It depends also how to, this is where the magic things uh, start to come around. Because if I really wanted to work on feelings or like, or, or the water represents the feelings, right? The vulnerability, the moon, all of those lower things. And if I wanted it to flow away from me in terms of like feelings and, and if I wanted to maybe to become more vulnerable and express more how I feel, then I will maybe drain the ashes of the paper that burned. In, in like a safe space or in the toilet or whatever. If I, I also try to be conscious about the environment, so I don't do it very often. Um, 
And then uh, if I wanted something to grow from it, if that letting go, it's a powering fuel for me for the next stages of my life where I need that fire and those ashes of letting go to support me, then I will put it in a plant and then I will make it grow with a plant. Uh, and that's where the element of earth comes, the grounding, right? The, the, the north, where, where you're going. Um, then if the west is, the, sorry, the south is the fire, it's like letting go, purification. And the west, the, the west is the emotions and the east is air. So it's a little bit more mental. So if you want to let it go completely, I also let it flow in the air. And so there I'm impacting the four elements that are water, fire, uh, air and earth, but it's very, it's a very um, tangible thing to do. It's not, I'm, 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 again, I'm not doing a ritual where I'm drinking tea with the fairies, although I would really love that. <laughs> Waiting on their invitation. <laughs> yeah, there's something to, you know, we all have like New Year's resolutions, for example, but that's kind of nothing. It's just like a thought you put out in the world versus writing it down on a piece of paper and doing something to that piece of paper. So I think there's just something that makes sense. It's a, it feels logical to it. We, I, we, it. Yeah. Yeah. We did that recently. Uh, me and the old wife, we actually did put <gasps> things. We wrote down things we wanted to let go of. Actually, at, it was at our Halloween party. We had everybody Amazing. do it. Um, oh, cool. And they each wrote down something. Then we put it into our cauldron because we also have a cauldron, as you know, Tessie. <laughs> and we burnt those. And I did find it. I think we've done it twice in the past couple months. Um, and, yeah, it's just uh, it's a memorable thing, too. Mm -hmm. So you kind of yeah. don't you tend not to forget what you put down that you want to let go of. I haven't done it past that exercise you know, doing the full weeds. This is more the weeds that we just mm -hmm. put on the paper. Um, but yeah, it's always been really cool and impactful. It feels like you're actually doing something other than just like thinking about it. Yeah. 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 And you also don't keep it in your body, yeah. contaminating your own energy. You know what I mean? Because if that is something that you're constantly thinking about, or it's not that if you burn it, you're going to forget but at least you're putting it into something more, you're, you're putting it out there, you're transforming it and you're processing it like, like in the, in the laws of the matter, right? Matter doesn't get destroyed. It just gets transformed. So how do you want to transform that matter into what type of energy? Um, and it, we go again in circles to what is the energy that you want to put in your intentions or the intentions that you want to put into your energy, like love and compassion, or bitterness, anger, solitude. And then that's that's the kind of like the life spectrum that you want to create. And it's amazing that you did that in Halloween because it's um it's a very cleansing kind of like ritual with with Hallow's Eve or or the Day of the Dead, where the veil we say it breaks between the spiritual world and the 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 ones that have gone to the other world and us, right? So the veil is very thin, so you can like let go a lot of things. And you can also bring the memories of those who left and talk to them directly or not and honor them or ask them for protection. Um, so it's, re it's really powerful. And the fact that you did it with a community, which even brings the aspect of community and like not being alone and isolated in the world again the illusion of separation that the human being is is above everything else right this idea megalomaniac idea that we're better than animals that we're better than than whatever because we have money and power and material stuff but but it's also it's only an illusion actually um speaking of community so do you tessie hang out with fellow druids well uh joe's wife is is one fellow druid i think I think the way she is, she might, you know, not, maybe we don't do the same rituals because I think we're both intuitive druids. We're not druids of like uh, a particular order um, and denomination, but I think she's also very, very spiritual in that way that, that she honors the trees and like I've seen her garden, I've seen her taking care of their, of their cats and their doggies and I, I can see that love for 
for life and also the energy that she carries also it's very i think it's very druid to me she looks like um, a druid yeah, yeah she looks like a druid <laughs> we should yeah. save some of that energy for me yeah jk and i think i think also her mom janet mm-hmm. is she's also a sort of like druid in her own way mm-hmm. you know with horses yeah. and um so like the, the thing about druidism is that you don't really need the title uh-huh it's it's just the way you do things, the way you approach life, right? Um, and yeah, I would say I don't I don't have that many friends like in in the physical distance here because we're all in different cities. But but I do think that our relationships and community are very strong. They're not. We don't have the type of community that needs to see each other. You know that kind of conditional community where you're like, "Oh, I haven't seen you in four months, so you're not my friend." Mm. I'm like, "Well, yeah, I can't maybe not see you in a year, but I know that when I'll see you, your heart will be completely expanded mm-hmm. to receive me without judgment, no matter if I have changed or evolved or not. You still love me for my essence." And that's the kind of community that I have. And I'm very fortunate to have it. What would you say if someone's hearing this, they're like, wow, this sounds good to me. Like, I, I like what I'm hearing. Where does some? Where would you suggest someone starts with their druidic journey? There is a page called uh, druidry.org. Mm. So it's D-R-U-I. IDY.org. Sorry, my brain kind of like lapsed there <laughs> with spelling. <laughs> it's a hard one for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, druidry.org, and they have a lot of information there about what druidism is. And, and then from there, you can go to whatever inspires you. There, there are druids that practice Celtic druidism, that it's more, and depends on what Celtic culture do you like. Do you like the Scottish? Do you like the Irish? Do you like the Welsh? Do you like uh, uh, the, the Britannic from France, the Breton uh, mm-hmm. from the Arthurian, uh, kind of like with the Templars and and the, the sword in the stone and all of that. It depends, and they all have different practices. Um, so I think that the first thing to do is just to nourish yourself with a little bit of information and perhaps like read a little bit of what's the vision. And then later on, you can maybe try something online there. They have also like courses or whatever, or they tell you what, like they give you like sample books that explain some of the let's say mysteries that of the lady of the lake and the tree that that burned and didn't burn or stuff like that <laughs> that will nourish you a little bit with the like the same kind of things that you learned when you start buddhism that they teach you about dharma and they teach you about karma and they teach you about the 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 chakras there're seven sounds right um, seven yeah so whatever know. the seven sacras is, <laughs> and they teach you about Buddha as well and what Buddha went through, the story of Buddha, right? That's only like a journey that you can do. Um, so the same, it's just all about information and about always doing what feels good for you. And, you know, not, I would, I would say steer away from, uh, from trends and from, uh, you know, ceremonies that that are like i don't know like if it doesn't feel right to your gut don't do it because some some i do believe that we work with energy uh, i strongly believe that we can harm people and that we can with with collective collective energy or like or we can also invite things to our life that are maybe not really serving us let's put it that way so i i would just steer away from like going to places where they say oh we're gonna do a ritual in the forest and we might uh, cut someone and drink their blood and stuff like that it's like whoa it's not one is not safe one two is not druidism it's maybe something else uh start by something very little you can buy a plant and if you manage to take care of that plant and that plant flourishes then you can start 
grasping a little bit of what the energy of giving to another living being means. If you have a pet, tend to that pet, give them, give them your attention, your love. Don't just take them for a walk with your phone, right? Take them for a walk where you're mindfully there with them. When you're, when you're like petting them, can you be petting them for real and not just because you have to or because you have to play with them when you're with children Are you there to be with the children and giving them your attention and your love and your energy? Or are you just trying to like get them distracted with a TV show, which is okay sometimes. But like those are the things that you want to be generating in yourself and it will make you feel better as well. So just go for it, investigate. And if it works for you, go for it. And if it doesn't, let it go and find something else. Yeah, sounds like there's no wrong way. Well, I guess yeah. if you're cutting people open in the middle of the forest, <laughs> that might be a wrong way. But otherwise, uh, I don't I don't really like that. But if, if you want to do potions and stuff, they sell these marvelous kits to do candles. You can buy them even on Amazon and stuff and or you can make essential oils or whatever you want. That's, all, that's also some of the practices of the Druids. Um, and then you can maybe put a, an intention, right? Like, oh, I'm going to do this soap. And whenever I take a shower with this soap, it's going to clean me from the day and it's going to call abundance or it's going to call success or it's going to call money, right? And so you put that intention, you're kind of like making a ritual for yourself for magic, but it's completely safe. And you're not going to cut someone's hand to drink their <laughs> blood in the middle of a forest that you may never return back from. And you'll so, spend three hundred dollars, exactly, paying some some guy whose name real name is Chuck, but he makes yeah. you call him something else. Joe, do you think this is a perfect transition to go into the best chapter of Shut Up, I Love It, where we talk about the topic in the rating context? <laughs> yes, yes, we're gonna rate. To go into our rating system right now, Tessie, we haven't explained to you yet how that works, and that's the fun. We're going to rate Druidism on a scale of 0 to 10 using something else as a basis of our comparison. So that something else could be another uh, belief system, such as, hey, Christianity is a 10 out of 10 and Druidism is a 5 out of 10, or it could be uh, Chili Dogs. Hey, chili dogs make me happy. Peanut butter soda. So they're a 10. Yeah, peanut butter, uh, milk, stout, beer. It's a 10. Druidism is a 10, too. So it really doesn't matter. And if that doesn't make any sense, Sasha and I will go first. Go for it. I'll go first. I'll compare it to self-compassion as a um, form of meditation like i took a course in it in january where i was training to you know different uh, training to be like so to say and you know a person who's teaching self-compassion but i really did it just for myself um you know it came at an interesting time in my life it was very helpful um i found that particular type of meditation a little bit too one-sided where you're just generating good energy but then you're not sort of dealing with other things that are arising as much it's more of a turn away strategy um Mm. what i like about druidism at least the way it sounds is that like again this very much connected to the real world so the reality the, the plane that we are existing on mostly most of the day um the physical connection to different objects and especially living beings around you I will give Druidism uh, without, again, practicing myself, but just from listening to you and seeing what your energy is, testing how that n- nurtures and nourishes your energy. I would give Druidism a nine. <laughs> and I would give self compassion. Um, yeah, just doesn't matter, but I'll give it, I'll give it a seven. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I went backwards. Wow. I went okay. backwards, but I give self compassion is great, but there's something. It's called self-compassion. There's word self in it, and there's there's <clears throat> things to, to be talked, you know, spoken about. Like self-compassion can be a little bit directed only at yourself, and there's a mm. trick of working around it and 
again, connecting to things around you. And what I like about Druidism is this hands-on, you know, uh, practice, aspect of the practice. So nine compared to the seven. Joe, what about you? All right. Well, you know, I was fearful of uh, offending anybody by, you know, comparing it against like one of the big religions uh, so right. instead I'm going to uh, uh, rate it up against Shrek 2 mm. the film <laughs> Shrek 2 which is a great movie did you just recently a, see it or I haven't seen it uh, in about 12 15 years <laughs> uh, but from Makes what sense. I remember great movie green. It's green like the trees. yeah and it's very natural it's like he lives in the bog, from what I remember. Oh, help! It's it's a it's a no, it's a, not a troll. It's a ogre. Ogre, there you go. An ogre. Yeah. So he's an elemental, no? Yeah. Yeah, and he he lives with a donkey and all that. So, you know, good sequel. I think, uh, you know, the animation still holds up. Uh, so I'm gonna give that an eight out of ten. Uh, Druidism interests me. I'm always looking for uh, these uh, belief systems and thing, uh, ways of living that are actually applicable um, and aren't just based off of a rule set that is really more about control mm-hmm. than it is about uh, helping us interact in the world in a better way. And, yeah. you know, I've, I don't know why we even talk about God and we don't talk about nature those should be considered the same thing. And if you're ignoring one for the other, you are making a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, so going to give Druidism 9 out of 10. I'd boost it a point if I knew a bit more. I think this is a good primer to get interested in it. But I would love to dig further. I would love to turn into a bear. So that's that's a big one. Uh, really, right now, more of an otter. Um, uh, Tessie, what is your <laughs> what is your rating of Druidism? Uh, well, I would say I compare it maybe to. Oh my! I don't even know how to compare it with uh, to. Let's say the movie of the <laughs> Shrek Three, the the Sword in the Stone. You remember yeah. that movie? That 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 movie carries a lot of elements of magic and and stuff. So I I that is one of my favorite movies of all time when I was a kid, and I I've, I've often been called Madame Mim, like the witch that lives in the middle of the forest. Mm. <laughs> Except that I don't have purple hair, but maybe one day. Um, and uh, I I gave that movie let's say oh and I give it a, a nine. And then uh, Druidism, I will give it a 10 because it just it just makes me feel so good about a lot of things. And and I love what you say, Sasha, that it's like here we're not at least the way I practice it. I don't shy away from my shadow side and from our dark side either, like all of my anger and despair and uh, depression and all of that. I bring it forward too. Um, in the practice and it actually you can't approach the light if you are not able to see the dark because then there is no comparison there is no and life is all about different like different poles right polarities that balance each other so I, I agree with like exploring that side and not just say oh we're all we're all magical beings that love each other mm-hmm. now sometimes uh, sometimes it's good to curse people. I believe in opening <laughs> don't, don't. and closing. Opening <laughs> and closing. Yeah. Exactly. Just don't don't throw them bolts of fire and like don't. cut them and drink their blood. Please don't do that. <laughs> Tessie, where can our audience find you on the internet, or what's been going on? Anything you want to plug? <laughs> well, I do. I, I'm an actor and a writer, so I I have a website that is related to that. So it's uh, Tessie erasti.com so like my name t-e-s-s-i-e and then h-e-r-r-a-s-t-i like my last name from the Basque country um but that's more related to what i do as an actor so i really don't have anything to like uh, you know 
that can connect you to my practice of, of Druidism. Although I do sometimes give uh, give workshops and I will announce it on mm. on Instagram. It's also Tessie Rusty or on Facebook where I'm also there. Um, and then I, I offer free workshops for people that want to do the Garden of the Soul or like stuff like that or that want to process something and like rewrite their story as a as a fairy tale that's also another well, workshop fun. that i have wow um but i but i offer them i don't really i don't really sell them and i don't uh you know i don't advertise for them because i don't know i don't know that i, I don't want to deal with like the marketing and the i don't know i feel like if you're doing it for me, if you're doing it to like bring good to people, it's kind of like a way for me to get to give back for the things that I receive. And and the, the minute that I include the monetizing part of it, it kind of like for me, it loses the purpose of the particular ritual. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's on me and I can make money on other things. So. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. Thank you so much for coming out. Shut up. I love it. This has been really interesting conversation. Joe, what's going on? Yes. Go to JoeCabello.com. I'll have an email sign up. Go sign up for emails. That way you can hear about my projects. I don't send a lot of emails and I never will, but you might get some good ones if you sign up and you want to hear what I'm doing. I can attest to that. He doesn't just spam you. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Elizabeth Salute, for the artwork. Thank you, Mr. Owl, for this amazing track. And thank you for listening.